Hey, you're listening to Burst Your Bubble. I'm Josh, and I've got Kyle here with me. We're here to bring you the sharpest sports takes. Today is Thursday, December 8th, and we've got a lot to cover today. We've got the Thursday night football preview along with the entire week 14 slate in the NFL. We've got our college football playoff reactions to some of the bowl game thoughts. Oklahoma City Thunder seems to be on a roll. We'll dive into them a little bit. And then we talk about what has burst our bubble lately. Remember to stay plugged into our social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Burst Your Bubble. We're available everywhere you get your podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope that you're sharing this with your friends, your family, the lady at Starbucks, you got McDonald's. Tell everyone about Burst Your Bubble. And thank you guys so much for listening again. But remember, no hard feelings because more than likely, one of us will burst your bubble. December 8th, the BYB is back. Josh, we have some Thursday night football on tonight. This past weekend wrapped up the regular season of college football. How crazy is that? College football regular season, it's done with. It is wild. It is. It does not seem like it's real, Kyler. I feel like we've just kind of wasted time and we've just sped right through this season. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that OU and OSU were not good very quick this year. So interest died down for a lot of fans in, in Oklahoma. Well, I mean, it, it really died down, especially after that TCU loss uh, against against Oklahoma State. What was that, week seven, week eight? Well, I mean, it definitely it – de- the interest definitely dies down when people hate the Big 12, such as yourself. Yeah, that is, that is very true. But, I mean, the great news, Josh, we can get right into this. TCU, defying the odds, Max Duggan, football guy of all football guys, crying to the press after the loss, still gets in and gets Michigan in the first round. What do you think about it? So how much did those tears affect his Heisman finalist it's, appearance? It, it is exactly like when uh, Matt – was it uh, Matt Reich, uh, the Indianapolis Colts head coach, was crying to Jim Irsay to keep his job? I mean, carbon copy, Josh. I mean, I, I thought – as soon as I saw his Frank name Reich. as a finalist, Frank, as soon as I saw his name as a finalist for the Heisman, I was like – well, it has everything to do with the Big 12 game and what happened afterward. I mean, although he did play his heart out that game, and I understand the frustration and the tears, but the only question that I had, not the only question, there was several, but one of my biggest questions, you're, first off, the ball was spotted incorrectly at the goal line for TCU against Kansas State, sure. and then you run three plays from inside the one-yard line, and you don't let the guy who's put his body on the line the entire game stretch out and get the half a yard that you need to make it happen. Give the ball to Duggan and push him across the line. Insane, insane, insane move. And Josh, here's one thing that I really did want to bring up about. You mentioned the Heisman uh, finalist. Hendon Hooker, he got absolutely fucked by not being included as as a – being invited to New York. I don't care he was hurt in week 9, 10. Josh, he – you, we talked about it last week. If Max Duggan went out and laid an egg this week, if fucking if uh, uh, USC quarter Caleb Williams laid an egg this week, well, he did, and he did. Hendon Hooker would be a, a real finalist for the Heisman, and he's not even in the top four. Yeah, I mean, it all has to do with the injury. He's got to be out because of that. I mean, that's what they have to be thinking about, which is tough for him. I mean, he had a great season up until that point. He was dominating college football. I knew Caleb Williams and USC would struggle a little bit, but, you know, Hooker, you know, it happened, it happened, which the finalists are Stetson Bennett, Caleb Williams, Max Duggan, and who am I missing, Kyler? Is it Bryce Young? 
Bryce Young, that sounds – or is it C.J. Stroud? I don't know, but I'm looking right now, Josh, and Hinton Hooker has 100 more yards on the season than uh, Br- Bryce Young and the same amount of touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, it's it's shocking for sure. You know, okay, so, Kyler, back to TCU Kansas State for just a second. After that game was over, I got into so many arguments with individuals who said that Alabama was going to get into the college football playoffs and that they that they would kick the Big 12 team out and that TCU wouldn't make it. Let me get your thoughts. Well, I mean, Josh, we, we saw it back in, I mean, it was four, five, six years ago now. They will not put a two-loss team over a one-loss uh, division champion. They just won't do it. They they refuse. Which is the correct way. Uh, whether it is or not, they won't do it. Well, I'm all for it. If you have one loss and you – and yet you lost a conference championship in overtime yep. by three points, that team's got to make it to the playoffs. And, Josh, imagine how how huge. And I know it's not – I mean, Georgia, they're six-and-a-half-point favorite. We can dive into that game in a little bit. I mean, I'm kind of surprised. the line. I think it's opened at six, so the line is moving towards Georgia. Uh, these, I, I could see this being a blowout, but Vegas sees this game being pretty close. But how crazy – would an Ohio State and Michigan national championship be? It would be electric. I mean, it's what we should have watched last week in the in their conference championship, which I don't understand why that doesn't happen. Because then, you know, one of those teams either getting kicked out or they're splitting one and one. So you know, no, no one, no one hopped in our DMs and explained that shit to us while fucking Purdue was playing in the Big Ten championship. I don't fucking get it. It, it makes no sense. I saw a couple of threads on Twitter after the podcast last week about it, but I didn't care enough to go watch it. I just knew that it was a crock. Uh, interesting game here um, for the, a couple more bowl games we can mention. Uh, Tennessee and Clemson. Uh, that is the most or- uh, uh, aptly named the Orange Bowl. Oh, very, very nice. Absolute Orange Bowl. They, both teams should wear orange in that game. Um, that would be electric. Uh, remember Josh, like you used to get on uh playing to uh you know Madden or NCAA back in the day. How about how how much bullshit is it by the way? They pushed the NCAA back to twenty four. I'm just scared that now they're going to keep doing that. Oh, we riot if they do. But uh, it, it was always funny whenever you load up a game and that like, motherfucker, we're both wearing the same color and have to exit out and go change that. Go change. The no, the worst is I've got a buddy. Uh, he's submitted questions to the podcast before, but he's never been on, but we've talked about him. My buddy, James, he's colorblind. <laughs> and so you can't pick a blue or a green like Jersey. If he's got like a black on because he can't tell the difference. And so I, it's the most frustrating thing that we have to back out as much as we do. And so now it's a aforementioned thought of like, okay, make sure that you've got white on because I don't want to have to go through the process of that every time we load up a game. Quit being colorblind. It's 2022. That's exactly right. There's technology out there, James. You need to get on the fucking ball. We can't keep we can't keep changing uniforms for you. Uh, yeah, but that all, all those games on uh, <coughs> will be on New Year's Eve. Uh, the top four, yeah, the four year four. New Year's Eve bowl games that will be huge, uh, kicking off at 11 a.m., Alabama at Kansas State. That's going to be electric. That's going to be such a fun game. Uh, the line there is Alabama minus three and a half. 
Yeah, it is. We still got quite a bit of time till that game, though, so we don't need to dive too much into it. But if the Big Twelve comes out and beats the SEC in a couple of bowl games, oh. Kyler, I would be one of the happiest men on earth. Oh, we're gonna is it Kansas and Arkansas? Arkansas is a three-point favorite. Where's that game at? Uh, looks like Arkansas. All right. All right. What what bowl is it? Oh, I have no idea. I'm just on Caesar Sportsbook. Oh, I should say shout that. out Caesar Sportsbook. Uh, no free shout outs. Uh Josh, you've been watching any uh World Cup? Keller, I watch I watch a lot of World Cup. You watch, you watch all the World Cup, don't you? I I don't I can't say that I've watched every game, but I've watched pretty close to it. I I've I've gotten pretty close as well. Um, you know, at work. And I will say that I I just want to document this now that you said you've been watching the World Cup because when I first brought this up two or three weeks ago, you laughed at me and said that we were not a football podcast. We're not so, we're not a soccer podcast, um, and that was that was proven on on this past Saturday whenever the Netherlands absolutely bullied us. I mean, Josh, that was that was a, uh, I mean, that show uh, that on MTV where Mayhem Miller used to host it, uh, Bully Beatdown. That's what it looked like on Saturday. Yeah, it was not. I mean, you know, we're the youngest team in the tournament. We made it to the round of sixteen. The it was Netherlands. The the Netherlands have not lost a national game in like 12 games when they played us. God damn it. And their passing was immaculate. I mean, all those backside passes, and we just would never mark the backside cutter. I mean, never. We we refused to. Yeah, I don't know what that means, Josh, but it seems like we were always in the box, always had scoring opportunities, and they were just so much bigger than us. Like anytime we – and it was apparent with that – in the first three minutes when Pulisic had, I mean, it's obvious the the best chance of a goal during the entire game for the U.S. And you just I – mean, the outstretched goalie got just happened to get his leg out there. I mean, the goalie was, I would think, 6'8". Their, their, their midfielder was 6'5". So it's like, well, yeah, this is crazy. That goal, that goal scoring opportunity towards the end of the game, I would argue, was just as good or better than Pulisic's chance. But what the U.S. kept doing that wasn't working, Kyler, and I'm going to get in, you know, a little bit in the weeds of soccer here, football, but we kept trying to attack right through the middle. And they were basically playing a man defense, and there was nothing going in the middle. That's why the scoring opportunities we had was when we took the ball out wide, we attacked inside very quickly, and then we passed it deep out to the wing, and then those guys would take it down and cross. And that's what you're talking about with all the head scoring chances because we were having to do those crosses because we couldn't go through the middle – but we didn't figure out that we couldn't go through the middle until uh, – uh, oh, what's his name? Guess, Wes. Guess. Uh, yeah, really short hair guy. He's the one that figured it out and started dribbling over to the side towards the end of the first half and played a very good last 10 minutes or so of the first half. Well, you say that, Josh, but he's the one that allowed that goal in the, at the end of the first half. Well, but so the reason that he allowed it was because he, he was so frustrated. Very he got – he was slow getting back to the other end because he was yelling at the offensive players because no one understood that you couldn't go through the middle of the defense. And with him being frustrated and not focused on defense, that's when we gave up that gut punch. Yeah, and a gut punch it was for sure. Um, let's oh, one, one other thing about the World Cup, Kyler. I'm not, I'm not, I've got a lot more on it. Morocco. Yeah. That's, that's knocking out Spain. Up. Morocco. In penalties, in PKs, Josh. I watched that whole game yesterday at work. It was a completely tied up, nil-nil, as they say, goes to PKs. And what a choke job. I mean, you could say the same thing. What was it? Uh, Japan and Croatia. Japan and Croatia went to the PKs. And Japan 
just pissed down their leg, Josh. You could see it. You could see it when they were lining up the PKs. When I mean, when Brazil, uh, you know, they absolutely destroyed South Korea, and I expect them to do the same thing to Croatia. When when they're lining up the uh, PK, Josh, they're watching the keeper. They're they're sizing them up. They're playing mind games with them. Josh, Japan was – they had their head down. They knew exactly where they wanted to kick the ball without even looking at the goalie. It was just a poor display. It was not good. I think it was one of those matches where you're looking past your opponent and Spain just automatically thought that they were going to be the better team and walk away with a dominant victory. And you can't do that at any level of sports. You can't look past the team that you're playing. That's how you lose games, obviously. Portugal should destroy them, huh? Portugal, have you heard all the talk about how Cristiano Ronaldo is holding Portugal back? Nah, I mean, I hadn't heard that, no. Oh, there's a lot of people saying that right now, that Cristiano Ronaldo is actually a fault to this Portugal team because of how uh, selfish he plays. So he's not playing for them right now? Well, he is. Okay. I, 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 for some reason, I thought he was playing for Morocco or Spain. They played. They both played yesterday, huh? Yes. Okay, that's probably why I just got confused. Um, but did you? I mean, obviously, you saw his fucking contract. Oh my god, two hundred and fifty mil a year. Two hundred, Josh, a year. Yeah. <laughs> he signed a seven hundred million dollar contract for two and a half years or whatever it was. Fuck. Yeah. Now you know. Have you heard all the reports about Messi going to Miami? Josh, imagine if Messi sounds with that Saudi team. No, I, Messi's coming to America. Messi's coming to play in the MLS. That's what I've heard, but think how fucking crazy it'd be. He's going to Miami. He's going to make a lot of money partying in Miami as a 55-year-old. Is he Is he that old? No, but he's old. He's not that. I mean, he's in his 30s. That's going to be, I mean, that's honestly, it's going to be, I mean, obviously. 35. He's in his mid-30s playing at a very high level in national soccer. That's insane. I mean, obviously, Mbappe, he's just as good, if not better. Uh, oh, easy. Well, I mean, right now? Easy. Right now? Mbappe is great. Not taking anything away from Mbappe, but you, you, you're you not putting him on the same level with Messi. I'm saying right now at this second, Mbappe might be the best player in the world. Mm. I do love Mbappe. He's so good. And them against them against England on the tenth on uh that'd be Friday, Saturday, yep, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday at one. Can't wait for that one. Netherlands Argentina. That's gonna be a fun one. Uh, gonna see if uh, who play Messi can get by those tall motherfuckers. That's gonna be a real problem for them. Uh, Argentina is plus one seventeen. Hmm. Wow. Netherlands are plus two forty. I didn't think you could draw at this point. Uh, it might mean it might mean like finish uh, the game zero zero. Yeah, yeah. Finish the game as a draw. Have to go. Yeah, that's weird. I don't like that bet. I don't like it either. Um, Josh, there is. I don't know if you know this. I mean, obviously you do. There was a huge, huge uh, fight this past weekend. I watched every single second of it. I was so tuned in, brother. I know it. Um. Stephen Thompson, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson comes through again. I mean, he's defying all odds. If I mean, if you want to get in a kickboxing match with Stephen Thompson, just prepare for a, a, a very sore couple of weeks afterwards. Uh, and that's what Kevin Holland is experiencing right now. Broke his hand 
um, defending some of the kicks from Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. That's how hard his kicks are coming at your head. So, uh, did your did your parlay hit? Did you did you hit your picks? I did not keep track. Unfortunately, um, the girl from Oklahoma City got completely overwhelmed. Uh, she lost a major a unanimous decision to Angela Hill. Angela Hill, Josh, think about this for a second. So three five minute rounds, okay? Angela Hill threw three hundred and eighty seven strikes. Jesus. <laughs> so she got absolutely overwhelmed. Uh, that was the only talk leg. about the stamina on that. My that's, goodness, that's the only leg that didn't hit. Uh, so definitely got definitely uh, a little salty about that one, but we're gonna bounce back. It's gonna be fine. Um, a big big card this weekend. It's actually a pay per view. Uh, this weekend was supposed to be y'all. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, a rematch: Yuri Prohaska versus Glover Teixeira. Yuri Prohaska, of course, blew out his shoulder. Dana White called it one of the worst shoulder injuries he's ever seen in the sport says he could be out oh he's going to be out for over a year um so they've they've rebooked this fight they've uh put in there's a there's a lot of speculation on you know should they have given it to glover you know should they have put in because there it's a, it's a it's a long story josh but anyways we have jan blahovich versus Ma- magomed onkolaev bet on the onkolaev guy just because he's his dagestani beard um, but that's not the main. That's that's Josh. I wouldn't even say that's the top three fight on this pay per view card. First of all, we've got Bryce Mitchell, Arkansas, Arkansas. You know who I'm talking about. Every yeah. time I get, every time you put a mic in my face, I'm gonna yell Arkansas, the flat earther. Shout out Bryce Mitchell. We need to get him on the pod very soon. He's facing off against Ilya Taporia, a very scary guy. Darren Till, he's a scouser, mate. He's going to be out there fucking fighting DDP, Drikus Duplessis, and then Josh, Patty Pimblet. Patty the Batty. There's a stigma in this world fighting Jared Flash Gordon. I can't wait for that one. That is the co main event. Josh, I'm fucking pumped for this fight card. I can tell. I love the enthusiasm. It's a hardcore casual's dream. For this lineup that you just mentioned, I will say I thought you were going to say Diamond Dallas Page is out here fighting in the UFC, oh, and I was going to like be that. very, very shocked. I like that. Yeah, DDP. Uh, and <laughs> I did see that nickname. I won't take credit for that. I saw the nickname floating around MMA Twitter. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> and it is very Diamond Dallas Page, but Dricus Duplessis is his name. Um, but we're, we're going with Darren Till, of course. Yeah, of course we are. Of of course we are. Let's go with all the scary individuals. How was my How was my Scouse out accent? I, I have nothing to refer it to, but it sounded amazing. You know when when uh when Patty Pimblett was talking about his friend who killed himself. Uh, that's a very sad situation. There's a stigma in this world. Because <laughs> I gotta be honest, I don't know who Patty Pimblett is. What? <laughs> the, the the kid with blonde hair, long like that comes down like blonde bangs. Uh, he's he gets fucking. I mean, bro, he blows up after fights. Like he he fights at one fifty five. He walks around probably two ten. Like he blows up after fights. Let me and look. Oh, I have seen this guy signed with Barstool. Yeah, he looks like Owen Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have seen him. He's a bad yeah, great, great impression. He's a bad motherfucker. He's going to be fighting. Uh, he's going to be fighting in the co-main event. So, I mean, 
the main event is not going to get me to buy this card, but I'm Josh looking at the rest of this main card. I might have to buy it. Tyler, I know you're going to buy it. I know that you're going to watch it on Saturday. You're going to text me. Did you see that crazy knockout? And I'm just going to say yes. And you're going to know that I'm lying. I already bought it. I'm not going to lie to you. And uh, uh, ESPN actually knows me too well. They sent me an email the Sunday before the Saturday. So this past Sunday, I got an email from ESPN. They're like, hey, just to let you know, another pay-per-view this Saturday. If you want, they give you $5 off because I'm a, I'm a frequent buyer. So, yeah, I went ahead and bought it. ESPN needs to start doing points. That's true. 100%. Need a free That's one every now and then because million dollar idea. Honestly, this one right here should be a free pay per view. That's a uh, oxymoron if I've ever heard of one. Definitely, definitely. All right, Josh. What else we got to talk about? What's been going on? So, Kyler, I actually have some big personal news uh, this week. I know that you already know this. You saw my video out on TikTok, but it's for the listeners, and I can just tell you the story. So, about is four weeks ago. This week, four weeks ago. I uh, was going to the gym with my buddy John, who we're going to get on the podcast uh, probably Sunday for that episode. Um, so I was going to the gym with him, and I, I've never really been a bench pressure bench presser, Kyler. Usually, I just you know stick around one fifty five, one sixty five, just because I've it's always been like a mental thing. I've never really bench that much. Why well, he was benching, I kind of showed a plate, so I just jumped in, and he was like, "All right, we're just doing you know three sets of ten or whatever we're doing that day." And I was like, all right, I think we might be doing like 10, 8, 6. Anyway, so I get into the bar and I just rep out, you know, these the bench. And I get off and I said, that's 185. And he goes, yeah. I said, that's the most I've ever benched in my life. And he said, well, you just repped it out. And I was like, I didn't even think about it. I just got in there and did it. I said, so I doing that, I think I should be able to bench, you know, quite a bit more. So the next week, I went from 185 to 205. And then two weeks ago, I went from 180 or from 205 to 215. And then this past Tuesday, a couple of days ago, I got to the gym, my video's up on TikTok, and I joined the 225 Club Collar, two two plates on the bench, and I got it up no problem. Putting up two plates on him. I see you, big boy. And that leads me to what bursted my bubble. Okay. What bursted my bubble was, Collar, it never stops. I thought that when I hit... 225, I was going to, you know, feel amazing. And I felt like everything was just going to be different. And I was going to be very happy with that. But as soon as I got 225 up, I thought to myself, well, I bet I could do 245. How long will it take me to hit 315 on the bench? So my bubble was bursted that it never stops. You always want more. Well, that leads me directly into what – what burst in my bubble this week, Josh? Josh, did you know the Liver King took fucking steroids? I yes, I have been following all of that because now the Dwayne the Rock Johnson is in the discussion. Joe Rogan's what going do you at mean? the Rock. Wait, wait, what do you mean? Huh? Have you seen Joe Rogan's comments towards Dwayne the Rock Johnson? No. Wait, Joe the Ro- Rock is on steroids too. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. John Cena's on Sarah. Josh, get the fuck out. This isn't a conspiracy pod, man. We got to stop with it. Allegedly. Joe Rogan, all he said was that The Rock needed to take responsibility and not lie or mislead his audience. If he doesn't want to talk about it, that's fine. But if he's going to talk about it, be honest in what you're actually doing to be that big at 50. 
Yeah, and I'll, I'll, <laughs> and you know it's a funny joke, but whatever. Uh, Liver King obviously came out. Emails were leaked. I, I, did you follow that whole thing? Like, what? How did that? How did those emails get leaked? That Derek more plates, more dates guy. I mean, he's that's that's a weird situation. I didn't really, I didn't watch like the documentary or anything, but. I was just watching Liver King on Schultz podcast right before we hopped on here, and you know he was he was admitting to it, and you know he was owning up to it and everything, and it was it, he was taking accountability. And he was kind of saying what you're saying, you know, that like yes, like he was kind of claiming he never said that if you eat liver, you're gonna look like this, which he kind of did. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, <laughs> but he's saying you know like. You know, the re- he obviously goes through all the ant- ancestral tenets and all that, blah, 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 blah. But, uh, Josh, I mean, what sport is he in? That's the thing. You're not You're not in a sport. You're not competing. You're not doing any of it. So, like – You're in the looking good business. Exactly. And that's what Joe Rogan was talking about when he was kind of going after The Rock. He was like, look, I'm not saying it's anything bad for The Rock to do hormone replacement because I'm doing hormone replacement. I'm not competing. I'm not fighting. I'm not doing anything that would – Cause me not to do this, so why would I be? Why would I be scared to talk about it? That brings me right to this point, Josh. So I, t- I just talked about Yuri Prohaska, the guy who injured his shoulder really badly. Dana White said that's the worst he's seen it. So this past year, USADA tested him sixty-five times. USADA knocked on his door at a random time and tested him sixty-five times. Knocked on his like door at his house. At, that's what USADA does, Josh. They they come to you. They you have to if you're signed up with USADA, if you're in the USADA testing pool, they have to know your whereabouts 24 7, 365, and they can show up at any time, any point, and test you right then. And if you don't test, it's an automatic fail. And if you don't and if you don't disclose your locations three times, it's an automatic fail and you're banned for two years. So a person like him, a person like Conor McGregor who's been out of the USADA testing pool, notably for about a year now. You know, he's been filming a movie. He's been recovering from a broken leg. What do you think about him, about about uh, a year getting on an HGH, getting on a testosterone replacement to a human growth hormone to, you know, enhance this healing process to get back into the game, but then get off of it to get back into the USADA testing pool? So the only thing that I have to say on that is I don't know enough about HGH and all these things to know the impact that it has. I mean, because, you know, the impact that I know that steroids has is obviously just the negatives in that it builds your muscles. So I don't know any of the other side effects. I don't know how it is when you're getting it given to you from a trained clinician. You know, I don't know if that's a word. Definitely not. Whoever gives you the stuff. Uh, you know, someone who's trained to do that, I, I don't know how much different that would be. But obviously there's a difference of doing it to train for your fight. And if you have enough time to get it out of your system before, then doing it, you know, up until the day of your fight. So you have, so to re-enter the USADA testing pool, you have to apply six months in advance. So for six straight months, you have to piss clean to enter into the USADA pool. And see, I don't know how long it takes for HGH to not be in your system for you to be able to piss clean in the first place. I think I, I don't think it's a very long amount of time. 
And then, I mean, it sounds like this place is like pretty strict. So like, are you just doing piss tests or are we doing hair follicles? No, are we testing blood? Yeah, we're testing blood, baby. So, I mean, I've got to think that that's going to be in your system for a little while. Yeah, they're testing blood. And that's where the whole picograms things came with John Jones so so long ago when he had uh, picograms of something of in his system. And that's just – I don't even know if that's an ac- accurate measurement. I mean, that's such a small amount. Uh, anyway, Josh, that we're not – Well, we got huge into, into health and fitness and steroids, and it leads into, you know, next podcast – you know, what we're going to be talking to John about because John Bloodworth, the guy that we're getting on the podcast, is such a big health and fitness guy, you know, being on pills for a little while from a from an injury going to basically you don't need that as much as you need to get up and move around with your body. I'm so excited for that conversation, Kyler. We should have, we should have saved these questions for him. Well, we can, we can definitely ask him because he'll have an opinion. I promise you that. Definitely. All right. We're going to talk some football. I think that – oh, before we talk football, Kyler, I've got one other thing to talk about, and that is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. The Thunder have looked pretty good. what I say, baby? Up and down, but pretty good. I mean, we're – so right now we're 11 and 14, uh, sitting – we're sitting at the 12 seed, but, Josh, we're – from the 6 seed, we're three games out. Everything's close right now. So what are we, a quarter of the way through? Yep. So, I mean, everything is close right now. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, though. MVP. Well, probably not MVP. But but he's definitely in the all-star starting roster conversation. All-NBA. All-NBA first team. Well, I'm looking at his stats right here for the regular season. He's at 31 points a game, six assists, four and a half rebounds. Shooting fifty percent from the field, ninety-two percent from uh, the from the free throw line. The three-point percentage is, is leaves some to be desired. But Josh, over a block a game, one point seven steals a game. I mean that, inc- and I mean leading this Thunder team, Josh, with the ball in his hands. I mean, I, I'm not looking at his usage usage percentage here. Only three turnovers a game. People are going to scoff at that. Josh, he has the ball in his hands every fucking possession, playing with Pokashevsky out there. I mean, I get it. Uh, I mean, everyone, the national media is finally talking about SGA like he's deserved to be talking about for a long time now. If, Kyler, if you do truly believe that SGA has a chance to make a run at the MVP, right now, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is plus 5,000 to win the regular season MVP. I mean, that's, uh, that, Josh, that's, that's, that's free money. I mean, put, put a five on that, walk away, forget about it. Forget even about, forget the NBC, NBA season even going on. I, I love it. I love the confidence. I, I mean, like I said, SGA is playing out of his mind. There's a bunch of people that are playing very good basketball right now. The Celtics look very good. The Memphis Grizzlies look really good. Yes, they beat the fuck out of us last night. Which their best three players have played zero minutes together all season. Jesus Christ. How John Morant, JJJ, and oh, there's one other good guy that they have. I can't think of his name, but they've not played together at all this year. Who's her? I would argue, I would argue probably maybe Dylan Brooks is their third best. Maybe it was Dylan Brooks. I'll need to find that stat. Let me look it but up. yeah, that's what I had. I just wanted to talk about the Thunder a little bit, just a little bit of basketball. I mean, you know, I've been I haven't watched a whole lot, but I've been watching a little bit. Yeah, I've been watching games whenever they're readily available and there's no basketball, when there's no football on for sure. But Josh, there is football on tonight. 
Football is on tonight, Kyler. Before we get to the NFL, everyone go follow us on the social media pages. Twitter's at SportsBYBP. I'm at JKeatno22. And Kyler's at Kyler012. Cole is at J underscore Cole underscore Jackson. Go follow. Cole's coming back. He's, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know this. I don't know how much we talked about on the podcast, but uh, our hometown where Kyler and Cole still live, uh, definitely got smacked by a tornado just a few weeks ago. It was a very bad situation down in McCurtain County. So first for all those people and, and things that are going on, go check out any of the resources that you have or any of the ways that you can help those impacted by the tornado. But Cole's family definitely impacted by the tornado. We will get him back on the show. So definitely go follow him on social media. Give him all the love that you can do. Go follow our family over at Unwrapped Sports. At Unwrapped Sports, they do all kinds of live shows, Generation Z, Count the Bucket, uh the hard knock i mean they do the hard count i mean they have all kinds of shows over there football basketball gambling i mean everything that you could want go check all those guys out go and, and you know it's fancy football playoff time if you're wanting to win your league for the playoff or get yourself positioned well in those dynasty leagues for next year go follow our fancy football expert at fantasy byb shane at fantasy byb so go give him a follow go check us out on tiktok at burst your bubble podcast uh, we've been putting up great content of their clips from the show. Uh, you know, our Thursday night football parlays, our primetime picks, NFL picks, all the things that you can want. Kyler's been uploading. Uh, BYB Kyler is him on TikTok. He's been uploading UFC parlays. Go check out for all of our picks. Go follow TikTok and our Twitter pages. Go follow us everywhere else, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, at Burst Your Bubble. Kyler, let's get to the NFL. Let's do it in Thursday night football on prime video tonight. Of course, we've got. Kirk Herb Street, Al Michaels on the call. Raiders at the Rams. The, the Josh, I said at the Rams. Remember that. Las Vegas is a six, six and a half point favorite. The Rams are a six and a half point dog here at home. Over under is 43 and a half. I mean, let's flash back to last week really, really quickly. I mean, the obviously the uh, the Raiders get it done. Was that on the road? Or was, yep, they were at home against the Chargers. They get it done. Uh, you know, Josh Herbert just quite couldn't get. Couldn't quite get it done in the end. Um, it, it was just, Josh, and I, I said this as I was watching the game. It seems like the Raiders, I, I'm sure we've said this on the podcast before, the Chargers are in the exact same position every single week. Well, yeah, so this is what we talked about last week with, you know, the Chargers winning and not winning these close games. The Chargers just can't do it. And that's, you know, this has been the Chargers' downfall for the past two or three years now. A lot of people wanted to blame it on Anthony Lynn, but it's just translated over with Brandon Staley. I mean, they just lose these close games. And then that proved to be exactly what it was last week. Keenan Allen's still getting the targets. Mike Williams is, you know, hit or miss every week, whether or not he's going to be back. So you're down some weapons, but Austin Eckler is still a very strong, the best running back in all of football right now. He's been looking incredible. You see the best running back in all of football. Yeah, with stats, yeah, Austin Eckler has been the number one running back. Josh, I'm picking Josh Jacobs over him. See, and that's the thing. It's close, but Austin Eckler has still had more production. And if, Austin, you re, if you were to redraft the first round of a fantasy football league right now, Austin Eckler is going number one. Josh Jacobs is going number two. And Austin Eckler fumbled the ball, fumbled the game away for them in this past game. Yep, but it's also kind of a SGA situation of – you know, whenever they mess up, it's so much more highlighted because they're having to carry the team on their back, literally. That's a fact. 
And the Rams, I mean, the Rams just continue to be an absolute dumpster fire. They fall short to the Seahawks last week. And Geno Smith, I mean, Geno Smith and DK Metcalf seem to really have found a groove. I mean, hit him for that late late touchdown. Uh, DK Metcalf, he had two touchdowns in that game, right? I don't know if he had two. I know him and Lockett both had one. DK might have had two. Yeah, and I think I'm thinking of that one amazing catch he had. It wasn't a touchdown, but uh, DK Metcalf. I mean, if he's running a straight line, good luck. They're seven and five on the season, Josh. It looks like they're going to make the playoffs. So uh, I'm going to ride with the. Oh God, what a horrible game here tonight. Um, well, Kyler, So there's more drama than this because here's what's happened. Here's what's happened this week in the National Football League, Kyler. We got news. Obviously, Sunday Jimmy G went down. Jimmy G injured. You have the third string come in, Brock Purdy, who was very serviceable in that game, looked good. Then, after Sunday's over, the Carolina Panthers release Baker Mayfield. The Baker entire, the entire National Football League and all the everyone watching just knew that Baker Mayfield was going to end up playing with Christian McCaffrey again in San Francisco. But instead, before the 49ers can pick him up, the Rams come in, pick Baker up off the waivers. They've benched Matthew Stafford for basically the rest of the year. They've shut him down. John Wofford's getting the start, but he got stepped on by a defender last week. They don't know if he's going to be ready to go. So we might see a Thursday night football game with Baker Mayfield at the helm for these for this Rams team. Yep, and uh, this is a tweet from uh, Adam Schefter about an hour ago. Rams want to go through pregame warmups tonight to see how John Wolford, who is listed as questionable, is doing before deciding who will start at quarterback. If Wolford is not healthy enough to play, Baker Mayfield will be in line to start versus the Raiders. Baker Mayfield also one in seven in his last eight starts. <laughs> Josh, give me the Raiders minus six and a half. I don't know though. That's six. That's a high number for the bet on the Raiders. See the, and, but the other thing is, I don't think Aaron Donald's playing. Cooper Cup is still not back. Allen Robinson's not playing. So, I mean, you know, you're throwing out Cam Akers, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby, and that's pretty much all your offensive weapons against or with either John Walford or Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Give me the six and a half all day from the Raiders. Josh Jacobs should run all over this defense, and Devontae Adams is going to catch one or two touchdowns. I don't see this game even being close. I, 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 you're right about that, but it's like, and I know I heard this on some other podcasts, so forgive me. Uh, it just seems like for like 60 to 70% of the game, they forget that Devontae Adams is on their team. and because well, That's because they're actually using Josh Jacobs. Well, even when they're throwing it, it's like, just, I mean, if you either if you either hand it to Josh Jacobs or just throw it to Devontae Adams every single time, I think the I think the Raiders might be undefeated. I mean, yeah, they. I mean, it would definitely look a lot better for the Raiders if they'd been doing that. I'm I'm all in for the Raiders tonight. I John John Wofford doesn't have the experience. Baker's going to try to make too much happen. They're going to have to rely so heavily on Cam Akers in the ground game to get this win. And I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I fucking love that Baker's getting another shot. Uh, and that's the thing. It's like, I haven't given up on Baker. Like, I haven't given up on Sam Darnold. <laughs> I mean, I mean, these guys, Zach Wilson, I haven't given up on him. Let's let's see. Let's give him another chance. Uh, so the thing about Baker Mayfield, here's a very possible scenario with Baker. There's a good chance that one of these teams is able to hide some flaws of Baker 
and make him look good for the last few weeks of the season, gets another deal with a different team, and we're doing this all over again week 14 of next year. And who better than Sean McVay? The quarterback revitalizer. I mean, come on. He just got fucking Matthew Stafford a Super Bowl, for God's sakes. I mean, right. Matthew Stafford leaps and bounds better than Baker Mayfield. Leaps and bounds better than Baker Mayfield. But I do understand what you're saying. He got Jared Goff to a Super Bowl. And if you can make that happen, you can, you know, you've got a chance. So if you have an elixir to have any head coach, you know, and you're the quarterback that you need a career revitalized, Sean McVay is at the top of the list. Well, Josh, that, that last Super Bowl that they won with Matthew Stafford, who you say is a lot years better than Baker Mayfield, that's the most interceptions thrown in a playoff in a playoff span ever by a Super Bowl winning quarterback. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Who and that's saying a lot because Stafford is better than Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So I mean, the, but but Baker, like Matthew Stafford, they will they will throw you a couple. You just got to catch them. Uh, Vikings Lions. This is going to be a fun game. The Lions, Josh, a little bit. This is the craziest. This is the craziest line of all of Week 14 football. It is. It is at Detroit. They are favored. Detroit is favored by two. The over-under is 52 and a half. Josh, you're an insane man if you're not hammering that over. I, I mean, I love the over. Neither of these teams are going to be able to play defense against each other. But, Kyler, what am I missing that's making the Lions a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Vikings? Like, what, <laughs> what has happened? I get the Lions have looked good the past few weeks, but have they looked that good? I mean, have we been watching the Vikings? This is at noon. This isn't a primetime game. We're not getting primetime Kirk. We're we're getting noon Kirk, which is the best version of Kirk Cousins there is. Yeah, I mean, and the, the I mean, the Vikings barely hung on last week against the Jets. Obviously, the Jets. I mean, they're a good team. They're flat out that the Jets are a good, a, a really good defensive team. Um, and they held Justin Jefferson in check. The Lions are not going to be able to do that. I see Justin Jefferson. I mean, with at least 170 yards tonight, with at least one touchdown, probably two. Josh and the Lions last week, of course, they put up a 40 spot on the on the Jaguars. Yeah, I, I, give me the Vikings plus two. I don't, I don't get this at all. I mean, maybe Vegas knows something we don't. Uh, I mean, and I get it. You know, the Lions have been on a win streak. The only game that they've lost, I think, in their last four was the one on Thanksgiving to the Bills that they just screwed and lost on purpose, it seemed like. So, I mean, they are on a hot streak. But, I mean, we're talking about the second-place NFC Vikings team at noon. And, I mean, they uh, to be fair, Josh, the Vikings are, are in a spot where they can lose. Like, they're, they've got their 10-2 record. They can afford another loss. Let's. I mean, they probably have a big game next week. I'm not. I mean, I'm not looking at the schedule right now. This could be a, a look ahead spot. The the Lions get to six and seven, battle their way back to closer to 500 range. And I've got an. I've got a. I've got a fucking take about this whole extra game and the whole ending ended up at 500. Um, we'll get that a little bit later though. Who? What's your pick in this game? I gotta go Minnesota minus two or plus two. I just I don't understand them being an underdog. It, but here's the thing about this game: if you were giving me Detroit plus two and a half, I might take that. I'd still stay away. I, I'm and I I might, but there's I would have a better chance of taking Detroit as the underdog than I would as them as a favorite right here. To me, it makes no sense to give them that favorite. I'm taking Minnesota. Detroit plus three, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd probably buy the buy the point or the half point plus three, plus three and a half. 
and I like to be honest. If I make a bet, if I made the bet today, I'd probably still take Minnesota plus three or plus three and a half. And it's not. I mean, the the Lions are three and four at home. It's not like they're just like a great home team. Like this, and the the Vikings four and one on the road. So I mean, yeah, it was a weird line there. Uh, anyway, um, Jets at Bills. Josh, Jets at Bills. The Bills are a nine and a half point favorite. And Josh, I just got talking about. Just got done talking about how good this Jets team is. This is an in-division in game, the AFC East battle. You know the Jets are going to cover this. The Bills, uh, what, what did the Bills do last week, Josh? They played They played early. They beat the fuck out of the Patriots. That's what I, on last Thursday. So they've had extra rest. Um, I, I, yeah, it's too many points. Just give me the nine and a half. If you're going to bet a side, give me the Bills money line. But I mean, there might be some there might be some juice on that Jets money line, huh? Uh, I mean, maybe some. Mike White's quarterbacking again, so you're better off than if Zach Wilson was playing. I think that the I think the Bills are going to take this game personal. I don't think that Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs enjoy losing to or conference matchups. So I think that or division matchups. So I think that they're going to do everything that they can to smack around the Jets. Knock them down a peg. I've got the Bills covering this plus or minus nine and a half. And it is, it is at Orchard Park, like I said, in Buffalo. So uh, it's going to be a cold, cloudy day. Just that's secondary for the Jets, though. I mean, Sauce Gardner, CJ, DJ out there running around. I mean, they're 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 a stout defensive team. Yeah, I'm good. Give me the plus nine and a half. Over under forty three and a half. That's pretty low. That is low. I don't know. Uh, I'd probably take the over in whatever Josh Allen's rushing yards are. Give me the over on that as well. All right. I like it. Browns at the Bengals. Browns at the Bengals in, in Cincinnati. Cincinnati is the six-point favorite over under is 47. Last week, the Bengals, Josh, the Bengals. I mean, now Joe, Joe Cool, Joe 3-0 and against, I mean, maybe the greatest quarterback of all time, Patrick Mahomes. What do you think about that? Joe Shiesty getting it done against the Chiefs. Just outdueling Patrick Mahomes when it matters over and over and over. Three times in a row, I'm here for it. It gives them the confidence they need. You know, this team has really been battling without Jamar Chase and without Joe Mixon. Samaj P. Ryan, over 20 carries, over 100 yards, just showing out for the day. I, I love it. You know, it makes me happy to see this. You know, I just love seeing teams that are competing with the Kansas City Chiefs and at least making them play on their toes, which they're not used to. So I'm I'm enjoying all of it. Give me all of Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Yeah, and it's just the Bengals defense is, I think, being uh, get one. I mean, for the second year in a row, not being talked about enough. I mean, we want to talk about Jamar Chase. We want to talk about T. Higgins. We want to talk about Joe Burrow. But we're not talking about how they held this, how the hell the Chiefs scoreless in the fourth quarter. I mean, it's right. But, you know, the thing about the Bengals' defense is it doesn't have to be great. The Bengals' defense has to be good. And if the Bengals' defense is good, this is one of the most unstoppable teams in the league, right along with the Chiefs, just because these offenses are going to score points. And if your defense can have a couple of those big moments, that's how you win these close games, and that's how you get to a Super Bowl. And I will tell you a defense that is great, Josh, a defense and special teams that played great this past week, and that was the Cleveland Browns. And that saved your your bet, 
your Cleveland Browns bet because Deshaun Watson sure did not. Uh, uh, he was hopefully playing all of the rust off. It looked like he was playing all the rust off. He did not look good at all. I mean, he completed a few decent passes. I mean, obviously that one, I think his first completion ended up being a fumble, almost to return to the house. So, uh, I mean, the Browns, I think they scored 21 points on defense and special teams last week, uh, a pick six, a fumble recovery, and then a, a punt return. And then, you know, the Browns had had two field goals to, to make the score 27-14. The, the Texans, Josh, 110 and one in the season. Texans not in a good spot. You know, they're looking at getting that number one pick. Probably going to use it on a quarterback. Davis Mills turned out to not be the guy. Kyle Allen, not the guy. So we're going to see a quarterback probably go number one overall in this draft uh, for the Texans. Uh, you know, there's a lot of problems with Cleveland. You know, months ago, you know, way back when, Kyler, I made the prediction that Deshaun Watson would be rusty in this first game back. And I caught a lot of heat from it from people who were telling me that Deshaun Watson was still a top five quarterback in the league. And I I took that to heart. I listened to the, to the critics out there, Kyler, and it just made too much sense to me. Playing against the Texans, the worst team in the league, why wouldn't Deshaun Watson look good in the first game? I was absolutely wrong. I should have stuck with my gut for many months ago. Deshaun Watson is rusty. When you don't play for that long in the National Football League, you get rusty. We're going to need some big to see some big time improvement from Deshaun Watson for this Cleveland Browns team to, to make anything happen. These are these are uh, they're in the same division, huh? Browns, Bengals, Browns, Bengals, Ravens. Yep, Browns, Bengals, Ravens, Jags, uh, Steelers, Steelers. That's right. Uh, so uh, that 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 entices me even more to take the plus six, just because I think you know Bengals win by a field goal. Bengals win by five. But go ahead and give me the minus six. Over, over under is 47. Where do you lean there? Uh, I'm also taking the minus six for the Bengals. I don't. I think that this is going to be a way better offensive team than what the Cleveland Browns just got through facing. And uh, I don't think that Deshaun Watson is going to be able to keep up. Because no. he's going to be forced to throw in this game because it's going to be a completely opposite game script. And I don't. they're just not going to be able to keep up. No weapons. Donovan Peoples Jones, though, I mean, he, he looked he looked good this past week. Uh, next game, Josh. This uh, we won't have to talk about this game very much. We could talk about this past Sunday night football with the absolute trouncing the Cowboys put on the Colts. Cowboys are hosting the Texans. The Cowboys. Let me take. Let me fix my glasses here, Josh. Sixteen and a half point favorites are the oh Dallas Cowboys. The <laughs> over under is forty five and a half. I mean, the Cowboys scored that themselves last week. 50 to 14 or whatever the fucking score was against Jeff Saturday's Colts um, on Sunday night football. What do you, what do you, at 16 and a half points, Josh? Holy hell. Yeah, I'm Caesar 17. So, I mean, it just keeps going up. So we might want to take that 16 and a half. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is, I mean, Houston Texans are obviously in a rough spot. Micah Parsons and this whole defensive team is going to just stifle all the offense from the Texans. You've got to look at, there's only really two guys that are good on the Texans on offense. Yeah. Uh, two and a half. Brandon Cooks is the half. You've got Nico Collins and you've got Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce is a dog. Outside of those three guys, it is tough sledding for the Houston Texans every series. I think Davis Mills is coming back to start this game. I know. Uh, they announced that. So Kyle, Kyle, Allen. 
Kyle Allen's been – he had to start for two games and looked worse than Davis Mills. So maybe, you know, they did enough to work with Mills behind the scenes to where he uh, yeah, won't be able maybe. to make something happen. <laughs> I don't think so with this good – with as good a defense as Dallas has been playing. Uh, Cal, that's so many points. So that 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 brings me to my what I was going to say next is, I mean, this Texans team, Josh, as much shit as we want to talk about them, as many bad things as you can say, they don't they don't give up. They're going to play hard all sixty minutes, and they're going to backdoor cover the fuck out of this number. I guarantee it. They're going to try their hardest anyway. Uh, but I mean, sixteen and a half, unless it turns into an. I'm, Josh, let me check. Let me check the score last week. What was it? Uh, nineteen to fifty four. So. <laughs> The Cowboys look so good. I don't know that they can do it two weeks in a row scoring yeah. 50 points. I have to think that Davis Mills is going to throw a touchdown. He'll throw three picks, but he'll throw a touchdown. Damian Pierce might find the end zone. 14 points, 14 to 28. Oh, God. Are you taking the plus 16? I hate it. Um... Yeah, give me plus 17 on Caesar's Sportsbook. Oh, oh man. I want to take it so bad, but I'm so scared. Give it, give it to me. Over under 45 and a half. If we cover, I feel like it has to go under. Mm. That's going to be my – if we cover, it's got to be under. Definitely. 100%. But the Cowboys could score 46 points, and that could be it. What what is what is 14 plus 28? Yeah. Jesus. 42? Yeah, 42, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Take, give me the under and plus 17. Good God, that's ugly. Yeah, the Cowboys look really good, though, huh? Hey, the Cowboys, 33 points in the well, – that, that's what's kind of being a little bit talked uh, – you know, looked over the radar a little bit. They scored 33 points in the fourth quarter. It's a lot of points. So, will this go down as one of the best football teams to lose in the first round of the playoff? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because the this team is they, they're they're really good, but they're not that good. I mean, yeah, they're they are a prototypical Dallas Cowboys team. Yeah, if they get, they're a great hammer. They're a really bad nail. Yeah, first round of playoffs. Goodbye. Yep, I like it a lot. Jaguars, Titans. Josh, the Titans did not look good this past week. I mean, the they you know they talk about Mike Vrabel gets his teams up for these games, the, especially these big games against the teams that you know are supposed to supposed to come in here and beat them. Hey, we're underdogs this week. Mike Vrabel is the king of getting his teams ready for situations like that. The Eagles come to town, or I'm sorry, the Titans going to visit the Eagles. I mean, AJ Brown, he is him. Well, he is him, but there was also a little bit of extra motivation there against the former team, the rival team that dumped him because they wouldn't pay him, bringing in Traylon Burks, acting like he was going to be the next A.J. Brown when A.J. Brown showed the Titans very quickly what they were missing out with having that alpha receiver on their team, a man who is so strong and so fast and can catch every ball that's thrown to him. The Titans really miss having A.J. Brown on that football team. And how about when he he got that one – it was just was it uh he he caught it and stepped out of bounds with the second foot then literally no, he, the very next play literally the very next play hit him with one of the dirtiest uh stopping stopping goals i've ever seen absolutely obliterated the defender i mean the defender had no idea where he was going ran right over him of, 
clear pass interference. What was it? Forty-eight yard touchdown. I mean, just AJ Brown all day long. They had no. Then he caught that one in the end zone with just the the defender draped all over him. What he is him? Yeah, AJ Brown is good for sure. Good for two touchdowns last week and a ton of yards. Just over and over showing everyone why he's that guy. And on the flip side, Kyler, strike your Cheeto season, right? I thought so. I mean, it's eventually it's got to be. Eventually, Derrick Henry is going to have to get hard to tackle. Well, Josh, he, he had like 18 carries for 30 yards last week. I know. I mean, I thought it was Tractor Cedos. You keep promising it's in December, and it just, it just doesn't happen. It's it's close. It's close. Christmas is coming, maybe. Uh, Jaguars, Josh, any thoughts on the Jaguars? Uh, Trevor Lawrence was injured and then came back very quickly. Uh, he ran and- straight. He ran straight to the locker room and got a toward all shot. You could tell. Yeah, I mean, he was not gone for long. Um, so, I mean, they're not. I don't really have anything on them except for Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk are probably the best things that are in Jacksonville right now. I'd agree with that. I mean, they got smacked by the Lions. I mean, the Lions are putting up 40 points on the Jaguars. That's not a good look. Josh, Jared Goff had 340 yards and two touchdowns. DeAndre Swift. Out carrying Jamal Williams again, the the beef in Detroit, Kyler. The it's live. All the hard feelings. Here we are. You gotta let the big dogs eat. Now you you want to talk about guys that are him, Kyler? Amon Ross St. Brown is him. Yeah, I mean, he, eleven catches on I think twelve targets, one hundred fourteen yards, two tutties. He is him. I mean, and it's not like these are just like mm-hmm. you know. Just easy passes, easy catches that he make that he's making. I mean, he does it every way. Slants deep, jumps up and gets some. Give it to him behind the line of scrimmage and watch him move around for an extra sixty yards. It is impressive what a Monroe St. Brown can do. What's most impressive, Josh, is he is their. I mean, not even their number one. He's by far their number one option. He's always against their number one corner, and he always has safety help. That's it. I mean, the the only thing that you know that about him on rise. He's going to go out for five to ten snaps every game because he's just getting the hell beat out of him by the corners, and he has like, oh, my God, my elbow hurts. He'll run out for five to ten plays and come back, and that's, you know, that's about it. Kind of like uh, the this game we're talking about next, the Eagles and the Giants. I mean, Jordan Davis. When Jordan Davis is on the field for the Eagles, they might be the best run defense I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but, like, unfortunately, like you said, he's playing about 15% of the snaps. So, I um, mean, he's running off the field to catch his breath. And, you know, he's still getting back into football shape. I mean, he had to miss, what was it, three, four weeks. Um, but, I mean, Josh, you've seen the stats. I think I mean, might have even brought it up on here. With him on the field, they're the second best run defense in the in the United or in the United States. I'm watching the uh, free Britney. We freed Brittany Griner, by the way. That's why I just said United States. Uh <laughs> uh, he, the, with Jordan Davis, they're second in the NFL in run defense. Without him, they're like 27th. So they've got Jordan Davis back. They're going against the Giants. The Philadelphia, Josh, they're a seven-point favorite on the road. Give it to me. Okay. I have no – I mean, I, th- I feel like I'm taking a bunch of favorites. Well, I didn't. I took a plus 17. Uh, so yeah, no, give me the minus minus seven. Is that what we said? It's a Josh, you got to remember it's an this is inside the NFC beast. They're playing the Giants, it's 
going to be. I mean, last week we saw the Giants and Commanders. I mean, you, you know how these NFC Beast games go. It's going to be a close one. Yeah, I think that the Eagles might be lackadaisical and that the Giants might be amped up or the Giants are going to be worn out from that hard battle. I have a question for you. If you tie, are you happy or sad? I think it depends on the team. So, like, week one, I think the Colts were sad and the Texans were very happy. I think I heard PFT say this on on a clip I saw on Twitter, is that the Commanders tied this game. The Giants, they also tied, but they lost the tie. I think that the Commanders (laughs) needed the win more than the Giants. Exactly. So, I... I would go the opposite way. I, I think that the Commanders lost the tie and the Giants tied the game. Because I think the, I think the Commanders needed the win more than the Giants did. But they needed a tie more than they needed a loss. Yes, I'd say both teams did that. <laughs> like, All right, we're 7-4. and four. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we don't want to add a 5 to our loss column. I've got the plus seven. Give me the Giants plus seven. I think they keep it close. I'd probably say Eagles money line. But like I said earlier, I mean, this is a game just like the Vikings. I mean, they're eleven and one. They're five and zero on the road. This is a game where you you could lose. In theory, you could lose this game. And it really means nothing. Yeah, absolutely. In division, it it literally means nothing. And honestly, I mean, if the Eagles want to continue, if they want the entire NFC beast in the playoffs, they'll do their 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 uh, division. Uh, rivals, you could call them, maybe foes. You could call them. You could call in a favor. Be like, hey, you know what? Let's let's get all all four of us in the playoffs. We'll give you all this one. All right, Kyle, you've you've talked me into it. I'm going to change my answer to the Giants plus seven Love it. and a half. I'll buy the half point, seven and a half for the Giants. Smart move there. You're addicted to buying those points. Uh, let's move on, Josh. And this is some uh, very touchy subject, and we can skip it if you want to. I mean, I, I wouldn't blame you at all. Ravens at Steelers. And Josh, we talked about it last week. I said, you know, you pretty much got to buy a week this week. You're playing the you're playing the Broncos, and you're like, well, fuck no, we don't. We got to score points. <laughs> and for 59 minutes and 50 seconds of that game, you were right because y'all only had three points on the board, and y'all were losing three to seven. I knew it, Keller. I I knew it. Did I I did I say that? I knew that it was exactly how it was going to happen. I wasn't surprised at all. The only thing that hurts us is Lamar Jackson going out with the injury, going week to week. That hurts. That hurts because we already don't have the weapons. Lamar was having to make these guys look a lot better than they are already. So that's going to hurt. Huntley's going to be a serviceable quarterback. He came in and won a couple games for us last year. So, you know, like I said, a lot of people are blaming the defense in these last-minute situations and, and all this stuff for all, all the blown leads. The offense has got to score points. The offense has to take it upon themselves to be able to score in the National Football League. If you're not scoring point, points, it's hard to win football games. I mean, it's insane. It's absolutely – Pittsburgh is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Over-under is 37. So I will say that the only reason that we got that win last week is because we were playing the absolute worst team 
on offense in the National Football League. Especially, there's only one team, Kyler, that hasn't scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter all year long, and it's the Broncos. And here's the thing, Josh. Their defense is so goddamn good. They're so good. I saw a stat. It said if the if the Broncos were averaging, I think it was 19 points a game. If they're averaging 19 points a game, they'd be 10 and 1. <laughs> I mean, so Kyle, let me ask you this. Do you still have faith in Russell Wilson? I was talking to uh, someone, my uh, uh, axe coach, my, uh, shout out Bigfoot Axe throwing, um, got our axe coaches in there. And he's a real big, he, he plays football for Langston and he's uh, in for Christmas break. And I was talking to him about it and we we're watching NFL primetime, watching the highlights. And I, uh, we we're watching, you know, the highlights of this game. And he brought up Russ Wilson. He said, you know, what do you think? And I said, you know, honestly, this is one of the best games he's played all year. I mean, he had what, five incompletions? I mean, he threw for 197 yards. It was a it was a good game from Russell Russell Wilson, but that's just who he is now. I mean, yeah, 17 for 22, 189 yards, and you know, Levante Murray, uh, Latavius Murray. I'm sorry, 17 carries, 47 yards. I mean, this is who he. I mean, are we surprised anymore? And this is who he is. I think I don't think Russell Wilson is done. I think there's still more Russell Wilson in the tank. I think maybe. You know, given the first year getting used to the system, getting used to how everything works, I don't think that we've seen the best of Russell Wilson in Denver. Well, I, 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 I was going to say he's going to be a great Colt next year. <laughs> no, I don't think the Colts want to take on that contract. I think they buy him out. I don't know. I don't know if Denver's spending that money. Uh, the Waltons, Josh. I don't. That's a drop in the bucket, buddy. They're gonna put a couple TVs on sale, and they're gonna fucking buy out that contract. I don't think so. I think that Russell Wilson is right back in the Denver Bronco jersey next year. I think he's got one more year before the entire world revolts. They're either gonna shut down a Walmart or build a Walmart and pay that contract right off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What do you get? What's your line? What's your pick here? Two and a half. Pick, pick Who's even half. playing anymore? <laughs> Oh, the Ravens and the Steelers. Sorry, we started talking about Russell Wilson. Um, it's plus two and a half. Uh, yeah, the Steelers are plus. The Ravens are plus two and a half. Oh God! You know, uh, divisional game. It's going to be close. <clears throat> Give me the underdog Ravens plus three and a half. Can't do it. I'm betting on. I I I like Kenny Pickett. I like Kenny Pickett. I like Kenny Pickett a lot too. I like George Pickens a lot. I'm just I'm gonna have to rely on are the Ravens defense still being so good and Huntley maybe just not making mistakes because he's my, still fast. Fat. And that's what I, I mentioned this to to Jalen when we were talking about this game. I love when teams go out and sign a backup that matches their quarterback's play style. Yeah. So, like, if, if your backup comes in, you don't change the offense to fit your quarterback. Hey, just do the same shit Lamar was doing. It's just going to look a little worse. Um, but here's my here's my gripe with the extra game. Mike Tomlin is getting absolutely fucked by them adding an extra game because, because he can't this, go 500. This is the this is the perfect year that he was going to sneak into an eight and eight record and be fine. Just they need to tie this game. Oh. Now that would make it very interesting. <laughs> eight, eight one. That would be amazing. 
He's getting. So, I, I, I'm. I'm not gonna get. I'm gonna gripe about this for the rest of my life. He and he should too. He should bring it up at every Christmas party, every fucking owners <laughs> meeting, anything he ever goes to. Y'all fucked me. I had 16 straight years going, however many of 500 or better, and y'all wanted to add an extra game. Fuck y'all. Well, Kyler, here's the thing. He's not completely out of no. going above 500. Even. Gosh, they're not out of the playoffs because they can. <laughs> I mean, there's a, they can beat the Ravens this weekend. I think they will. I don't think they will, but they could. So there's one potential win. They've got the Panthers next week win. Right there puts them at 500. That's 7-7. Seven and seven. They'll probably lose to the Raiders. Are you sure? No, but they probably will. And then you've got Ravens and Browns back-to-back. So there's a legit chance that they could still go above 500. I love it. Oh man, I'm, that's that's. I don't even like the Steelers. I'm, but I'm so pissed about that rule that Mike Tomlin's going to end up losing his his 500 record because of this stupid fucking extra game rule. The thing is, Kyler, he can only lose one game between now and the end of the season. Hey, it's nothing to Mike Tomlin. Just give him a goal. The Ravens twice, the Browns, the Panthers. Whew. My favorite video of his, of, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sure you saw it during the weekend. Um, it was during halftime. A fan was in the in the hallway in the corridor. He was like, "Hey, Mike, Tom, hey Tomlin, hey coach." And uh, Tomlin looked over at him. He was he was writing on his play sheet. He said, "Hey man, I'm fucking working here." <laughs> that was a great clip. That was a great clip. Uh, let's move on. This 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 will start our three o'clock slate. Chiefs at the Broncos. This line I thought it'd be bigger. Josh, nine and a half points. Over under is forty four. Nine and a half points. Yep. Man. Uh, Give me the Chiefs minus nine and a half. They're going to be fired up after a loss to the Bengals. Denver's not going to be able to score to keep up. Give me the nine and a half. I think this is going to be a very anticlimactic game. I think so, too. I think that scores – the Chiefs will score at least 25, 26 points. The Broncos will be lucky if they uh, break double digits. Give me the nine and a half as well. Over under 44. You touching that? No, I'm not. I'm, I don't feel good about that. No. I'm gonna have some props for it, but I don't feel good about it. Buccaneers at the 49ers and Josh here's Kyler. I could not be happier to talk about the Buccaneers, my friend. My friend, I have said it for weeks now. You argued with me three weeks ago when I said Tom Brady is alive and well in the playoffs, and here we are, Kyler. How can you bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs? He's going to make it. He's going to be there. And it just it couldn't have been any better or more fitting with the win over the Saints last week. Give me your thoughts on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, Kyler. I mean, you're right about this. I mean, two late touchdowns, 14 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, coming back against the Saints, I was on an edible. I was fading in and out of that game. I mean, every time I'd wake up, Tom Brady would have the ball again, and he's driving for a game-winning touchdown. He ends up getting it done. But here's the thing, Josh. How good did Brock Purdy look last week? Brock Purdy looked good. He looked very good. He looked pretty good last week, if I had to say so myself. I think oh. he's – do you think he's enough for this 49ers team to make a run? Yes. Well, he's going to have to be. Because I, I, because I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. Who, that's why I think – that's why everyone was so convinced that Baker Mayfield was going to be the one 
that he was going to be the quarterback. That's why everyone was convinced because it would have just worked out too perfectly because that system can hide the flaws of quarterbacks. Jimmy Garoppolo is not an excellent quarterback. Trey Lance wasn't an excellent quarterback. These guys are serviceable game managers right now, and that's all that this team needs, someone who's not going to throw interceptions. Well, I think Brock Purdy, I mean, I watched him in college. He is the type of guy who will throw you an interception. <laughs> if you let him, though, if you let him if you let him break one off and and really <laughs> hawk one down the field, hey, look look for it. Look for these 49ers receivers, you know, Curtis Samuel, Debo, or Debo Samuel. Uh, do they have Curtis Samuel as well? No, that's the Commanders. Command, yeah, who am I thinking? They've got Brandon Ayuk, Juwan Jennings, Ayuk. Christian McCaffrey, yeah. George how, Kittle. How good has C-Mac been? I mean – just as good as we thought. You know, it was funny. I saw a video the other day, and it was like, it was a while ago, but it was whenever the trade happened. It was like, hey, guys, we traded for Chris McCaffrey, and all the other teams were just like, oh, cool. He's like, well, you know, are y'all not happy for us? That's a great addition. They were like, well, to be fair, you could put anyone back there. You could put Josh Owen or Kyler Donaldson back there, and we would probably be just as effective yeah. as Chris McCaffrey because this offense is so good at running the ball. That's exactly it. And Josh, that's why I'm going to go with the three and a half. And I was going to bring it up as well. Uh, when when uh, Trey Lance injury happened and Jimmy Garoppolo was named back the starter, their Super Bowl odds got better. They Just because of – they, we know what Jimmy Garoppolo can do back there. We weren't quite sure what Trey Lance was going to do. Josh, the line didn't move very much once Brock Purdy was named the starter, once, once that uh, foot injury ruled Garoppolo out for the season. So – you know, like you said, we a competent game manager back there at the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan's going to get it done. I'm still going to take the Bucks plus three and a half. Give me Tom Brady by a field goal. That hook scares me. The hook scares me. Yeah, give me that plus three and a half. I'll take that all day with Tom Brady. Yeah, I might, I might take a page out of your book there and buy it by a half point. Um, Panthers at the Seahawks. I couldn't tell you who's starting for the Panthers. Sam Darnold. Great. Um. And that's the guy you believe in. I, I have not. I I have not given up all of my belief in him yet. Um, Geno Smith, though, I mean, most improved. He's already locked up most improved player or comeback player. Uh, I mean, I would have to think about it. I mean, maybe Brian Robinson, just because he got I mean, shot. No, Saquon <laughs> Barkley probably. Geno Smith led this team. Josh, they're seven and five. Yeah, so were the Giants, and Saquon was out for all of last year. Yeah, but that this has all been Geno, though. Brian, Day, Brian Dayball's got a lot of the credit in New York. Daniel Jones has got a lot of the credit. I don't know how much credit Daniel Jones has been getting. He's gotten – he's been a lot more – well, a lot of people didn't have him starting this late in the season. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's he's probably close to most improved, but I think it still can go to someone like – C-Mac or, or uh, Saquon. Yeah, C-Mac. C-Mac's a good choice there as well. Uh, who do you got here? Uh, Seahawks are a minus three-and-a-half point favorite over-unders 44. This is in Seattle. Uh, I will take the Seahawks minus three-and-a-half. Me too. Uh, I like Ken Kenneth Walker. I like him a lot. I like him a lot. He's hurt. He might not be playing this week. Really? Good yeah, game. They and then DJ Dallas is also hurt, so they might end up playing Travis Homer – and uh, Tony James. But that's the thing, Josh. Whenever things like that, especially at the running back position or the, or the wide receiver position, when you can plug in these skill players that have never – like they, there's no tape on them, they're, they're, they're rookies, they're off the practice squad, 
that's really when you have to watch out for these breakout monster games from these no-name players just because, Josh, they're NFL talents. I mean, we have our friend Tyrone Howell. Uh, he's going to be on the program soon. He's um, at ULM, Uni- University of Louisiana, Louisiana, Louisiana Monroe, excuse me. Um, he was named uh, second all-conference team, and he, he's, he's headed back there for his fifth season. Josh, he's going to make a, a practice squad next next year after he you know declares for the draft if he's not drafted. And I'm, if he gets on the field with no nobody knows who he is, Josh, he could go for eight catches, 98 yards, and a, and a TD. Yeah, exactly. I mean, some of these guys, you know, if you just give them the opportunity, they're, they're going to make something with it. And, Kyler, to your credit, I was looking at Caesar odds. Geno Smith is the leading candidate of Comeback Player of the Year and pretty good odds, minus 800. Woo, yeah, it's not even worth betting now. Next closest is Saquon at plus 500. And then Christian McCaffrey at plus four thousand. Yeah, it might be some. It might be worth throwing something on Saquon to see if if they make a late, oh, like a, a, a late run to to really uh, to secure a wild card spot. That might be a might be a good a good bet. All right. Now you want to talk about a bet that's wide open? That's the offensive rookie of the year. Go ahead. So if I was to ask you right now, who would be your offensive rookie of the year? Uh, for the. Uh, See, I don't know because they mix it up with for divisions, don't they? Uh, no, it's all all. Um, Josh, I don't fucking know. Okay, I'll give you the. Kenneth Walker is in the top three, and so the leading candidate is Garrett Wilson. Yeah, for plays on the Jets, plus two twenty. Next is Christian Watson at plus two thirty, who has scored like seven or eight touchdowns in five four games. Yeah, incredible. Uh, and then Kenneth Walker's also plus two thirty, and then the next closest is Chris Olave at plus four fifty. Yeah, shout out to the Packers getting it done last week against the Bears. I mean, was there was there ever a, a doubt? I mean, like Aaron Rodgers owns that city. I mean, they gave, gave him the big salute at the end. Do you think that's it? I think it is. I mean, did you hear his his rationale afterward? Yeah, I did. He said, uh, you know, you never know when it's going to be your last time playing in front of a crowd like this and all the moments that I've had on this field. I mean, how good is Justin Fields, though? I mean, he's good. Gosh, I, I think if, if you redraft all those – if you redraft that that whole draft of quarterbacks, I mean, you got to think let's, – let's think about it. There was Mac Jones. There was uh, T-Law. Was, T, was Trevor Lawrence in there? Trevor Lawrence won. Uh, Zach Wilson, number two. Zach Wilson. Fuck, who else are we missing? I mean, you're 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 definitely putting Justin. I mean, Justin Fields at one, two. I was say T Law. It's between him and Trevor Lawrence for sure. Yeah, and then Mac Jones probably three, and then Zach Wilson four. And Josh, that's what I meant to bring that up when we were talking about the Jets. They haven't. I mean, it, I mean, this could have just been coach talking you know, to Robert Salah. But he was mentioning that, you know, it might, you know, Zach Wilson's time in New York, it might not be over. We're not, they're not quite giving up on him yet. No, and they, and yeah, they've made a, they've made that point a couple of times. And the fact that, you know, they're not done on Zach Wilson. I think that more than anything, it might have just, just trying to been a move to show Zach, like, hey, you're going to have to step up or you can't play at this level. Yep. That's so I don't think that he's done. You know, he comes back next year. He might get a, one or two more starts this year. I think he might. Very well might. Uh, let's move on, Josh. Sunday Night Football. This was uh, – I think this was flex. We're, we're into flex season now. Dolphins 
at the Chargers. Dolphins are a three-point favorite at, at on the road. Wow. Uh, yeah, Kyler, this game was flexed because they took the Broncos out of prime time. Thank fuck, dude. Who are they playing? I, I already forgot who they're playing. Chiefs, Broncos. Okay. So that was supposed to be a good game at the beginning of the year. Uh, Dolphins at Chargers. This is going to be an electric game. Over-unders, 51 and a half. I want to hear your thoughts on that one first. On the over-under? Yeah. Uh, 51, I mean, it sounds like a lot of points. But in reality, it should hit. I mean, these are two, this these both these teams can score the football. They have no problem putting points on the board. But I will say, you know, two Anon suffered a real setback last week, Kyler. They're no longer undefeated when that quarterback is starting football games. The 49ers defense, I said this on the podcast, gave Tua way too much pressure than he could handle, and it put him in a real bad spot. Their left ha- their left tackle was out and when your left tackle is out going against Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa, whichever Bosa brother plays on the 49ers, you're going to have a long game. Kyle, I'll put it like this. Last week when we were doing the podcast, Tua was number four at about plus 800, maybe number three at plus 800 for the MVP race. Yep. Now he's sitting at one, two, three, four, five at plus 1,200. Hey, even better. Uh, who's who's Patrick Mahomes leading it? Patrick Mahomes plus 115, Jalen Hurts plus 160, Joe Shiesty at plus 700, Josh Allen and Tua at plus 1200. Yeah. I mean, and the next, the first non QB on the list is Tyreek Hill at plus 8,000. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes has kind of reached that LeBron stage where it's kind of like, you know. Which, Kyler, I don't know how you feel about these awards, but I don't think there should ever be a situation where your quarterback and your wide receiver are both in the top six for most valuable player. Expand on that. One of these guys has got to be the most valuable. One of them doesn't have, like, you can't have both of these guys as the most valuable player on the team because one of them has to be more valuable than the other. So without Tyree Kill, is Tua as good as he's been? I don't think so. Is Tyree Kill as good as someone else? I think so. He has shown that he's a good wide receiver no matter who you surround him with. Not the same for Tua. Is my, I think my offensive player of the year, I think Tyreek Hill's going to win that, huh? Uh, I mean, probably. I, I'm pretty sure I picked that at the beginning, beginning of the season, and uh, I think y'all might have laughed at me. But anyway, uh, Monday Night Football. Josh, who you got in this game? Miami minus three? No, Chargers lost two close ones, or they lost a close one last week. Go ahead and give me the Chargers to, to pull the plus three. Yep. Yeah, yeah. go ahead and give me the Chargers plus three. So to get above 500, they're going to need it. Uh, the Dolphins, you know, they'd move to eight and five if that were to happen. But I think they're going to they're going to get this one done to to maintain or to I think I think that would uh, would that put them in a tie with the Bills if the Bills lost this week and the Miami Dolphins won, that would make them tied for first in their division. Um, so they're going to need it. They're going to need to get to get this win on Mon- Sunday Night Football. Monday Night Football, Josh. Let's go ahead and break it down because I doubt we put out an episode uh, until next week. Patriots at the Cardinals. Patriots are a one and a half point favorite. Uh, well, I don't hate that. I'm not sure if I like it. I mean, I think the the line's pretty spot on. I mean, I think it's going to be pretty close. 
the Patriots defense has been pretty good. They have not been able to really move the football, but the Cardinals have been a dumpster fire and their defense is no good. So I think that Ramondre should have a pretty good day running the football against this Cardinals defense. So I'm going to take the Patriots minus one and a half. Cardinals coming off a bye. I, I, I like the Cardinals in this spot. Uh, yeah. One and a half point home dog. That doesn't sit right with me. Four to three and a half is over under. I'm going to take the under in that. I think Kyler Murray has a bit, has a good game. I think they win by 12 points. Oof, yeah, I I will take the plus twelve all day. Oh no, that's the cart. The Patriots. I mean, what do you make of the talk that uh, Tom Brady's headed back to New England? It would be the perfect way to go out for Tom Brady. And if he moved to Tampa Bay for Giselle, I don't know any of that. But say that was the case. Say that was a big factor in. Then leaving New England, say she wanted to go to the beach. And now he's got the opportunity to go home to the fans he played with for the entire career, go try to win one more Super Bowl with Bill Belichick. I mean, I could be talked into believing it, Kyler, and it would be the ultimate way to end the Tom Brady-Bill Belichick saga. Yeah, but have you watched this Patriots team this year? Oh, yeah, multiple times. Do you think he wants to go join that team? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson is by far their best player. And the thing is, what Tom Brady looks for, I don't even know how much he looks for, like, the receiving core star power of Mike Evans and Chris Donald. There's one thing that Tom Brady has on his mind right now, and that is an offensive line who's not going to let him lay on his back. Yep. He will not go to a team that will not be able to protect him. Absolutely. Yeah, and then and the the Patriots cannot protect him right now, Josh. Even the even the rookie that they draft the the strange Cole Strange, Josh. You know he doesn't fucking play. I don't know. He had to come like he had. He's their he's their backup left tackle because he's not good enough to start. He had to come in the game last week. Josh, he gave up like three sacks. Yeah. In in consecutive order, Josh. You know, next week though, we got some Saturday games. Oh. Your team is involved in one of them, uh, Ravens-Browns at 3.30. Love to see that. Why, why do we have Saturday games? Are they playing in – Saturday, December December the 17th. Hmm. Oh, I do think they – I guess they usually start doing that whenever college is taking the hiatus. Definitely. And then, obviously, the week after that, uh, Saturday, Christmas Eve, we've got a loaded – Josh, Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day just loaded with football. How great is that? Oh, I mean, that'll be a totem pole here in the next couple of, of episodes is, you know, things to do on Christmas or, you know, we'll talk about our Christmas plans, but nothing better than football during the day and then a late night basketball game that usually involves the Lakers or the Warriors. I love it. I mean, sports start at 10 a.m., 11 a.m. I mean, it's absolutely perfect. Uh, Josh, are you going to watch the uh, the match? The match is coming up. Who is playing this year? Uh, Woods and McElroy are playing Jordan Tom- Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas in a 12-hole match on this Saturday at 5 p.m. I love that. Yeah, if I can find it online, I'll give it a watch. Uh, it'll be on TNT, I believe. Okay, then yeah, I'll watch it. 
I believe it. I believe that's usually where they are. Capital One's the match. Uh, and have you seen the new um, the Top Golf thing that Tiger Woods is doing? It's like a. No. It's gonna be. Uh, I, I'm not even gonna try to explain. I'm a little too high to do that right now. Uh, let's go through. Uh, I had one headline I wanted to bring up. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Oh yeah, Jacob. Did we mention the the Degrominator? No, no. Jacob Degrom signing a two hundred eighty five million dollar deal with the Texas Rangers. How about that one, Josh? Uh, huge deal. A huge deal. I mean, uh, shout out to the Texas Rangers making moves out here. I don't know if it's actually. Do you think we're gonna make a run? Do you think we're gonna try and try and make a run and make a have an actual fucking real team in Dallas for the first time in the baseball world since what 2010? I was gonna say in a, in a decade and better better than a decade. I mean, I hope so. You know, it's always more fun when the Rangers are good at baseball around here. Did we, uh, Josh, the Falcons, did you see they're benching Mariota for Ritter? Yeah, they're looking to the future. Okay, did, they, did we talk about them, or are they on a bye this week? Uh, I don't remember. What week is it, 14? They are not playing this week. Okay, good. Uh, they're on a bye. Perfect. That'll, that'll give the rookie some time. And also, uh, one last thing before we get out of here, Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders shook up the coaching world, shook up the college college football world, leaving Jackson State. I think this was something people were kind of expecting for, I mean, at least the past year, maybe the past two years. And he's bringing all of the dogs with him. He's bringing, Anybody who's good at football is coming with him to Colorado, and he let the Colorado players know that. He said, hey, if you're with it, you can stay. If you're not, get hop in the transfer portal because my dogs are coming. Well, and that's what I don't understand. You know, he got all this flack about talking to the players this way and, like, how he was just, like, spitting in the face of all these college kids who made it to play D1 football. And it's like, well, you're bringing in prime time because your team sucks. And you want to get better. You need better players in, and you bring in someone like Deion Sanders because they can get those players. Jackson State were undefeated for three straight seasons. Fucking Jackson State or uh, Colorado was 1-11 last year. And here's the real thing, Josh. He's got a real chance. He's got a real path. I should I should call it a, a real path to a playoff. Because now we're we're introducing the twelve teams. He's joining a, a power five program in a weakened Pac twelve. USC and UCLA are leaving. I mean, hey, Dion Dion's playing some forty chess out here. I mean, yeah, and he was catching so much flack for no reason. He's been telling everyone this. If a, you know, if a big dumb school wants me, I'm gonna go. Josh, he was. I mean, when he took that TC or the uh, the um, Jackson State job, he was interviewing that same week for TCU. Yeah. So I mean, it was it was apparent that I mean, obviously, you know, and he is. He's changing the way. He, the way he framed it then is he's cha- he's changing the way college football is done, and I still think he's doing that. Um, he's definitely doing with the NIL deals. Travis Hunter, um, the number one number one player in college football, I mean, hands down, is following him to Colorado. It's gonna gonna be great to see him against some real talent because, Josh, I don't know if you watched the highlights from his his first two years at Jackson State. That man is a fucking menace. Oh yeah, just an absolute beast. Great things for prime time. Last headline caller for me is Aaron Judge, nine year, three hundred sixty million dollar contract for the New York Yankees. It's been the first time in a very long time that a player actually had some power over the Yankees, and it got him a big, 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 big payday. 
when I saw, saw Josh, a ton of money. I mean, just a fucking uh, the most amount of money. I thought he was a little underpaid. I think it's the security of the nine-year contract. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I just I thought I, when I saw nine years, I was expecting a five. Yeah, I mean, more of the Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and I, and I get it. You know, baseball money, it's that, that shit's guaranteed. That shit, that, that wire hits your account. Yep. Nah, all right. Shout out Aaron Judge. It's a that's big a payday. That's a lot of money. All right, buddy. Anything else? No, I think I'm great, Connor. What a fun episode. Looking forward to the football. I'm looking forward to continuing this fitness journey. It's going to have great, it's going to be great to have John on the podcast next. Uh, and here's a, just a, from 10 minutes ago, a little breaking news. Uh, Snyder allowed teams toxic culture, um, claiming more than 100 times in testimony that he could uh, not recall not recall answers to basic questions. So not looking good for uh, Dan Snyder and the team. But the good news is he's going to sell it for about five billion dollars at least, um, and he's going to he's going to make out like a bandit. That's how it always works. All right, Collar, great episode. I will talk to you later, bud. Wonderful episode. See you, bud.